0: What's happening everybody and welcome to this another edition of the Dale and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan and as always I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how are you doing tonight, mate? You all right?
1: Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm very good. How are you?
0: Yeah, good man, good. Looking forward to um having a good chat with you about the bears. Unfortunately we couldn't do one last week due to family and everything like that came up. So apologies for that. But um We've we'll got we'll quite a bit to talk about tonight, as you can, obviously, everybody, anybody that doesn't know has been living under a rock for the last week um, as well. But we've got some good news. But just before we um, just before we start anything, we'd like to firstly dedicate this show to the um to, to Rangers legend. And that was um, Jimmy Bell, who sadly passed away last week as well. So just a all-round good guy, Keith, as well. It's amazing that, you know, a kit man is held so highly regarded and Jimmy, obviously Jimmy's been there for a been at Rangers for he was over over thirty years at Ibrox as well and just some of the stories about him and stuff like that as well. He was just just seemed such a, a lovely, lovely man and such a sad you know, such a sad, sad day last week when they we found out about it. Yeah,
1: man, definitely a a shock and a, a very sad day and um you can imagine, only imagine that for the Staff and the the players and and all that you know that were obviously a lot closer to them that than, than, than us. But aye, I mean I think that the the stories and the the plethora of of players of different of everything every player you know and every every manager everybody that's ever dealt with him has only really got nice things to say. And it, it's funny he has that reputation of oh, don't don't cross Jimmy Bell. You know he's the. He's the Ouija hard nut that is going to give you the hairdryer treatment at a, a drop of a, a drop of a pin. But everybody loves him, you know. Everybody's everybody's devastated, and he's a great guy and you know, all that sort of stuff. So it just shows you, like, obviously the the, the kind of uh, the, the the persona that you might have versus the people who were closest to him and how everybody felt. I think you have really seen that, you know, when when he, he, he passed away. Like, it's tragic and unexpected. Real legend, and the, uh, everybody coming out and all the stuff that everybody said, and I uh, it's just. Um, it's been a hard one for everybody uh, connected to the Rangers family. Really, you would say, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, Uncle Jimmy and the family really was was what it was. Obviously, there's his real family. It's 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 much it's much much worse for them. But for everybody, it's it's been a it's it was a it was a very somber moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely was, and I think the Rangers the tributes that the Rangers have done have been, have been, have been have been amazing. You know, the one just before Thursday night's game. Mm-hmm. as well was just it was, it was, it was really nice and just the wee, the wee small touches like today on the top they had for Jimmy you know they're still wearing the armbands today as well for Aye. him Not still. Um, as well I went over on I went over on Wednesday um, Wednesday night and we down, down a top for him as well over at Ibrox um, as well and there was there was a number of stuff you know number of um, things picking up and guess, guess one, one of the nice things as well that you can say about this was the last goal that he he was he was a, he was there for was Sakala's goal against Celtic, which was quite a nice thing, I guess. But for, for him, obviously, for some Celtic fans hated him for some reason. I guess that's just because of the the he's nature one of us. Right. Yeah, He's one of us, but also because. I mean, it's just amazing that they would know who our kit man is. I mean, if I asked you who's a selfie kit man, would
1: you know? <laughs> no, no. You, you, could put,
0: you could put a gun to my head and I'd just say, the trigger, man, because yep. I'm never going to get this, you know? Exactly, and I think that's, a, that's the sort of figure. Because he was a proper blue nose as well, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a sad one, but yeah. Um, i was <laughs> going to take a guess there.
1: I was going to take <laughs> a guess there at a tragic name. But no, you're yeah. right, it's... Uh, it, it, it's fitting I mean well, well we don't necessarily we're, we're not necessarily going to cover the game that much I suppose but it, we should have won the game you know it would, it would have been It would have been
0: nicer if it was a winner but I like to say yeah. a fitting
1: um, a, a fitting last goal uh, if, if nothing else I eh?
0: yeah exactly and our, our thoughts are with all uh, um, Mr Bell's family friends at this at this moment definitely um, as well however um, what we're going to talk about tonight I'm sure if he was watching he would be absolutely del- delighted with with what's happened over the last couple of days as well at I group. So, we'll quickly sort of, the last time, last time we done a point, we were sort of looking ahead to, um, let's say we couldn't do one last week, but we were looking ahead to the, the Leipzig away game and then also the Celtic away game. Now we're going to discuss the Leipzig away game and decide the the home game, but however, I just want to quickly discuss the Celtic game, Keith. Um, like you mentioned there, we, we should have won it, shouldn't we have? I mean, maybe when they, the only thing I can say, I think they were maybe when they scored they could have they had they, they were on their sentence and stuff like that. But after that, it was pretty much all Rangers. You know, Kent had a glorious chance in the start of the first half. If he puts that away, you know, it's a different story. And then we we absolutely ran them ragged the second half, I thought I I,
1: th- I thought it was um it was it was a bit like the cup fight, the cup semi final actually, where, you know, they they scored their goal and they had a kind of ten minute spell about that. Um but apart from that we were pretty comfortable slash dominant you know yeah. like through through different spells some spells we were comfortable some spells it was it was one way traffic and, and certainly the last 20, 25 30 minutes or whatever they looked they looked shot man they looked knack season we've been laughing or, or talking about hamstring fc they can only go for an hour but I, I mean of of the games that we've played them anyway and i don't i don't watch them apart for that it was the yeah. most obvious. I felt in that game, that was the most obvious. When you look at it and you go, "They're done," you know. Like I felt, Arfield and Sakala had had poor games, and then Celtic got tired and they were running. I mean, Sakala was he 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 went through you know being a, an utter diddy in the first half, first hour, where you like it just wasn't sticking. It was the whole you know Ne Alfie. We looked like you know we were we were doing well, but he particularly did it. I not think he was having a great game, and then the last half hour, should have had a hat-trick, he had four goals or something, do you know what yeah. I mean, it was just, like that big of Vickers, just was, he it, it, it was turning like like milk, you know, it was just, oh man, Sakala was all over them, and we were all over them, and put Connor Goldson up front, and they never made any, never came close to exploiting the fact, that we were, you know, sacrificing our defender, and st- sticking our best centre-half, up top, and try to, you know, use him as, a, as an attacking weapon, they never exploited that, never caught us in the break, and, and you know, and, and hurt us, they were, they were nowhere. Um, it was a weird game and the run-up to it, because of the Leipzig game, uh, the fact that we're still on the tie, and we'll come out and talk about the, the Leipzig tie uh, You know, both legs in a minute, but before the game, it, you know, in the run-up, it was a couple of hours to kick off or whatever and everybody's like, how are you feeling? And you're like, oh shit, there's a game of day. You know, like it was like that. Then you're total right up for it and then an hour or two after the game, you're like, right, cool, Leipzig again. You know, it was, it was a very weird affair, but I would say the overall feeling would be I was proud of the team. I thought we were the better team. We looked the fitter. Uh, we no, no striker and, and all, the, all the various things that we were up against. And quite truthfully, I think we just showed again that forget what the league table says. They've, they've been the best team in the league and that's why they're top of the league. We're the best team in the country. Hands down, best team in the
0: country. That, that for me uh, is put to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like you mentioned there, you know, it was it was weird because everybody was obviously focusing on the Leipzig game. and You forgot there was an actual old forum game on. I know, aye. And you know, you know, obviously, like you, you didn't care about it, but you know, were more focused on the semi final um, because of everything that's you know, everything that's transpired. You know, but it's big You know, if, even even if we won that game, it would have I mean, still been very difficult for us to win the win the league. Um, aye, aye, it's too little, well. oh, too late. Yeah, yeah, so. I think most people were more concerned about the Leicestershire game, and then, like I said, I watched the game. I was up at St Andrews. I watched the game. Um, I watched the game with my dad, and um, as soon as the game finished, I, we jumped in. I jumped in out of the town and um, went got a few things and then came home. Um, I jumped. came home from St Andrews that night, and it was, you know, it was it wasn't even really much and then I was just looking forward to Thursday night you know so it was a weird aye. it was a weird one obviously I, you love to beat them and you love to score against them and stuff like that um, oh I, it, it, it was it was like the build up to it wasn't the same as any old forum game that's been this season you know in other games it was a massive build up to them and stuff like that um, but this one was just like a bit like meh nah, because you know we're focusing on <laughs> the bigger picture if, we could, if you can say that I felt that the
1: the Aye. I mean, the whole point in the game really was... The, or the realistic point in the game was don't lose because if we'd lost it, they would have rightly parted like they'd won the league because yeah. they would have, right, they'd have been nine points clear, three games to go and, you know, 20-odd goals clear. So, mathematically, it wouldn't be done, but 99% would have been done. So, yeah. it was just don't lose, really. I mean, obviously, you want to beat them, definitely. um, But it was too little too late for the league, really. So, it was all about... um. You know, don't don't uh, don't don't lose it. Don't let them win the league by beating us and celebrate like it. So, I I mean, I would never take a draw before kick off in any game, as you know, especially not against that lot. But yep. it, it didn't really do us any any harm to go and get, you know get the draw. I don't think in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we mentioned. Um, Thursday then. So let's let's talk a bit about the the game then. So let's talk about the first leg then quickly. <laughs> Before we go into the mm-hmm. the main the main bit, which was the joyous occasional Thursday night, um, so I first leg in Leipzig is always always difficult on away from home, particularly against a team of Leipzig's quality. I mean, you think about it, you know, there um the the Red Bull Leipzig, you know, it's a massive conglomerate that they've got their backing them as well. Um, it's crazy. I think something I have seen something that the their their, their, their chief executive. Um, spends more on petrol for his private helicopter than it is for our um, our whole wage run. (laughs) It's it's mental. It's absolutely mental. So they're a massive team. Some ways, man. How do I apply for that job? I know, exactly. A a lot of good players Mm -hmm. um, in there as well. You know, from Yusuf Paulson, you know, um, Christoph Ngoggi up front as well and stuff like that as well. So they've got guys everywhere. And, you know, firstly, what did you... What did you make of the? Well, we talking about the first leg. Team. What did you make of the first leg? I thought, I thought we defended doggedly, defended well, and I thought we were a wee bit unlucky. I mean, there was, it was a bit of both. You know, you could sort of, they would always want the pass to be leader, you know, we had set play, playing obviously Lundström at the back as well, which is, you know, something that we been doing quite a bit, and you're not playing me a back three, or Bass and Course. Excuse me, um in, in Lindstrom in there as well. So we're playing on but we were holding on in the, the second half as well. We had a few chances um in there as well. But I thought it was I was obviously disappointed for them to score um as well. But yeah coming I would uh, probably at the start of the game if you said to me would you take a one nothing in this and go back to Ibrox I think I'd have said absolutely um would what would what did you make it a game?
1: Um no I, I would agree. I mean, you know, one elevated Braga and one elevated Leipzig can they were two very different games. Again, mm-hmm. I felt like we put in a, a good performance. Um, I was proud of the team, all that sort of stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't bragger where you're like, man, I, that was, that was a bit tragic. Um, yeah, I, I felt that in balance of play, it was probably a fair result. But like you say, it's, it's the lateness of the goal. It's how the goal came about. You just feel a bit like, ah, oh, man, we were so close to getting it. You know, to um, get, getting a draw or keeping the zero, as Gio would say, or whatever. Um, we did cause him problems I felt at the start of the second half when we put Aribo Rebo as a false nine we yeah. we were getting joy like it, it really made a difference and Kent had that one where he's through and just drags it that wee bit wide then we make the sub and we bring Sakalo and, and we put him we put him through the middle and I think at that point it then became a bit more of wave after wave, nothing was sticking. When we put a rebo as the nine uh, at the start, because we were playing like with the, the two up top, kind of Kent and right, and it wasn't, it wasn't quite sticking. So at the start of the second half, we put a rebo up top and it starts to stick and we start to get joy and we start to get out. And it gives our defenders a rest as well. So, you know, it, 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 it's the double, it sounds obvious, but you get the double benefit. Um, but then when it, we, we switched, we switched that back around and put Scala up top, nothing was sticking again. And then it becomes wave after wave. We get more and more tired, and, and that's kind of how they got the goal. I, I felt that there was a few mistakes in it, but it's a decent strike and, and all of that sort of stuff. You know, could it be was there maybe players offside or maybe not? I don't know, but it was you know it was kind of it was a it was a decent strike and a a fair result. But I, I felt like Gio probably the right the right sub might have been if Wright was getting tired or at his depth and he looked at his depth. Bring Arfield on who can still just go and work hard. Um, if you yeah. don't trust if you don't trust the Cala to do the the up and down and, the, and the, the track and back and the hard graft, just leave Arebo where he was and put Arfield on and then later on in the game you, you, you take Arebo off, put Arfield as the nine uh, and put Sakala on the right and or whatever, you know, like I felt it was maybe just the, the wrong sub, but nah, overall, great perform- a good performance, solid, tough away ground to go to. I mean, you you follow City, this was a team that took three off City in the yep. in the Etihad and then beat them 2-1 in Leipzig in the group. So, yeah, exactly. No you mugs. know, no, no, they're no mugs, and they can score goals. So you didn't. I mean, it wasn't a. Um, you know, let's start and see how it goes, and then like as soon as kickoff went, Lundsrum just went straight in as a centre half. He might not have lined up like that, but that's exactly where he dropped as soon as kickoff happened. And in, in Geo had went with that plan of let's keep this alive, as you say, maybe and you know the, uh, the kind of unsaid, like we will take a one 0 or or whatever. You know, we take a we we'll, we'll lose by one. That's an acceptable sort of margin. Um, mm-hmm. Because we didn't we didn't start like we did in Dortmund, for example. We went and said, right, let's let's be compact and and let's just see where we get to with this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was very much a you know a sort of difficult game, and it was like I said, I, I was a bit of a sore one to take because it was so late in the game. But Aye. um I was I was alright because I'm confident with us back at Ibrox, um, and the European games as well for us to come out and come and come good, you know. And then we'll, now we'll talk about the. The home game, which which we did come good, so um always a always a good night, isn't it? Ibrox and a plus the night, Ibrox just seems to it just goes down well, doesn't it? Um, it just goes down great, and um, as well, it's like going to the uh, mm-hmm. pub. We we get a wee ritual where every European night we meet up, go to the pub early, sink a few pints, and then we go to the game together. So it's, I it's, it's definitely worked out well this season, um. But yeah, we lined up again. You know, full of confidence. was absolutely rocking. It's probably the best atmosphere I think I've I've heard at Eyebrooks um, um, in a long time. I think you know, we would only went up from that. You know, the Parma night that was very special. Being there when we put Parma out. Um, but other than that, I think I think that's got to be the best atmosphere I've ever I've ever experienced. And you could even sense before it. You know, as well, it was. You know, it was going to be obviously it was a very special night. But you know, European. Semi final, second leg at Ibrooks as well. You know with the flauntina What you know when when we when we played in two thousand and eight, it was very different, Keith as well, because the first leg was it was at Ibrooks, You know and we had to you know watch unless you were very lucky to be over Florentina. You know, we we all watched it at home on the telly. You know that game, so it was just just such an experience to be there and see his win. But um, will we'll, 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 I I'll get your reaction to that first. You know just the experience and stuff like that, and Then we'll talk about the game, but. What did you make of the
1: whole overall experience, Keith? Uh, I think like you said, it's certainly the best atmosphere. I think, and the kind of build up, you know, before the game, everybody was buzzing. It was, it, it had the real feel of, I think that we all felt something special was going to happen. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't feel like a, um, you know, let, let's try and cheer the boys on and see what happens. I think it just felt like everybody. It was already a special night. Do you know what I mean? Before the game had even kicked off, yeah. it was a, it, it had that this is a special night feel. It, it, to me, the kind of, at the start, it felt like Dortmund did at the end. Do you know what I mean? It was, as weird as that might sound, but coming by the end of the Dortmund game, you know when we go two each and the last ten minutes, you know we've got the four two for the first leg. The place was rocking. It was brilliant. Everybody's like, oh man, this is this is so special. It felt like that before kickoff. I felt yeah. uh, you know at, 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 at Leipzig. And then, as you say, you know the, the the game the game goes how it goes, and the atmosphere, um, you know gets gets better, um, and then it maybe gets a wee bit nervy because you know it's like, you know, we almost uh, did the business too early, and then they score, and you know, but then it gets brilliant, and it's it's amazing again. But overall, I think that's ah, that's that's the that's the best atmosphere that Ibrox I can I can remember, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... Going into obviously 1 nothing down, getting into the game. I think we said in the pub, you asked me what the score would be, and I don't like making predictions, but I did say 2 0. Um, did you say 3 You did say 3 1, didn't you? When we were sitting in the pub? Um, Maybe.
1: Uh, I think I did I, that,
0: I actually. Think, I think you did, Ty, and I said, no, it'll be 2 0. Um, and then we started, you know, Rangers. I think, well, obviously, we started well. It seems like German clubs are absolutely terrified of Ryan Kent. <laughs> <And> anytime <laughs> we go near them, particularly for that first goal. You know, the way that they you know, he, he got the ball and ran in and just put this delightful ball in. And who's at the back post? None other than a, the top goal scorer in the Europa League, who is just so happens to be our right back, which is sensational. And James James Tavenier, who scored eight goals this season in the Europa League. Phenomenal record for a right back. And 82 goals for Rangers, he scored now as well, which is just sensational. Now, 82 or maybe 83 now after today. And... He scored some amount of goals and, you know, he seems to be there all the time and I think Tav's just, you know, this season, I think last season he grew into the cat, I think he's just grown more and more as well and he's got this amazing opportunity to be a, to be a Rangers legend now as well, but yeah, what a a start, you know, that goal coming in and then the next bit as well, 25 minutes, 23 minutes I think it was, um, Scott Rye gets the ball and just passes it back to Glenn Camara, who slots in just this perfect weighty ball and from where we sit. I mean, you could have probably seen it from where you sit as well, Keith, and the you know, the govern front and I'm the Copeland front. As soon as he hit the ball, that was, you could just see it just nestling in the net, couldn't you? Um, oh man.
1: The, the, the as second, soon as he left his foot. Aye. the, the second goal, I, I don't think there's anybody in the stadium had, had a had a better view. There'd be people had just a good view, but nobody would have had a better view of that than me. As soon as he hit it. I was like, that's in. You just knew you could just see the curl. It was the keeper was never getting it. It was just perfect. Right behind him on the on the angle, as soon as it left his boot, I was like, That's 2-0. That's in. No chance that's getting saved. Don't get me wrong, the goalie could have put off a world day. And you know, I thought that before and, and it's hit the post or the goalie's made the save. But it was one of the ones as soon as you hit it, you're like, that's in, that's in all the way. And it I actually did play. Let's see, I, I get those wrong. Probably more than yeah. I get them right. But it just sweet as a nut. But like you say, fast start, brilliant. I mean, Kamara, who we've we've said has had a poor season, um, he's he's not looked good in that kind of defensive ten role in, in Europe. It's it's not really worked for me. But um he played his part in the in the first goal. He kinda of hods off two of them and, and, yeah. and nicks the body very well
0: there
1: it does well. He hold them off, and you know, by Kent about a bit of time, and then some finish, and then his his wee celebration, taking the black armband off and kissing it, and all that sort of stuff, and all just as his wee tribute to, um, to Jimmy Bear. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't see that until yeah, I, did, yeah, I, 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 I didn't see. Until the seen the highlights. highlights. Yeah. I, I didn't notice it at the game. Obviously, total as far away as you can get in the stadium. We both were, but I noticed in the highlights. I thought that's a nice touch as well. Just shows you, and, yeah. you know, again, back to the. The dedication of the, of the show, but um now great great start and like you say, a quarter of the game basically gone, 22 and a half minutes or something like that, and then, and you're two 0 up and you're thinking, could 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 this be four or or could it could it be Braga and you, you know and you kind of like try to shut up shop and hold out it, but it's a long way to go, you know, and that that's where um, it, it, it gave you a bit of a problem, but first half phenomenal first half. You, you couldn't yeah. have wrote any better. I think I said to you before the game, I said, you know, we predicted our scores. I said, but ha nil at half time isn't it a bad isn't it a bad thing, you know? Uh yeah. and now we were two nil up and you're like, Well oh, that's much better than no, no. I'll take that. And it could have
0: been even more after Joe Evo's Oh no, as well, Joe was one I could show. Which was a which was a bad one as well. And then obviously we we lose him in the game as well after getting a getting a ball right in the post as well, right in the curtain. and um, Oh, I had a good view off. of that, and all when he, Aye, he fell forward, one. he was out, that was man. That, that was that was a bad one, yeah. I was um, unconscious. So, yeah, in the, in the second half, you know, 2 nothing. we've lost our false nine, who we probably like in the brilliant fashion, Sakala, which I was a wee bit, I was a bit like, oh, man, because I thought Jordi Evo was, he does quite well at holding the ball up, he's just always mm-hmm. a much more intelligent player than fashion is. Um, you know, with the ball, fashion is more raw pace and stuff like that, whereas Joe Evo's more a thinking man, you know, sort of, pulls up the ball play, you know, he can he can take he can he can find space anywhere. Um as well. So it was I, I, was, I was a bit I was a bit nervous when they lost him and mm-hmm. um, coming out of the game. And then I think the second half, you know, obviously Geo went out their game plan and I thought it was I just I think quite a few people have said this to me as well. I think it was executed you know, executed quite well, but I thought we were just too early to sort of start sitting back, which seemed like we done pretty much after fifty minutes. You know, we sort of sat back for a while and Brung on the pressure and stuff like that. What did you make of that, Keith? I just thought it was just far too far too early to do something like you know, to sort of try and wait out forty odd forty five minutes against a team of their quality. You know, to see what we could, to um, see we can get you know, get away with a two nothing result. Aye, no, I, I, I felt so. I think
1: it, it wasn't that long. It was like fifty five minutes or something like. We made a couple of subs and. It, and and basically send a signal of, right, we're, we're shutting up shop. And as I say, we, we do the business early, and at half-time it gives you the you the problem. In the second half, we we come out and we, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you can look at the result, and obviously all's well that ends well and stuff like that, but let's not try to rewrite history. We came out and tried to just see the game out. We, you know, we, we we got the lead, and we were like, right, let's just not concede. The, the message at half-time was clearly go out, and paraphrase, well, quoting Geo a wee bit here, probably, right? Keep the zero when we're through. That that yeah. seemed to be the message. And that's what we went out like. Um, and it, it was, you know, the subs, Balligan comes on and stuff like that. And you're like, right, we are really gone. We went quite defensive. Um, and that's invites the pressure, as you say. And against a quality team, they're going to create chances. There's just no two ways about it. You can maybe do it for five minutes or ten minutes, but you try to do it for... Or 40 minutes, 45 minutes plus injury time, or whatever, and they're, they're going to get, get decent chances. And they get a really good goal again at, at the time. I didn't have the best view of it, but just it looked like a good finish. But seeing it yeah. back, it's a great ball, it's a great finish, really good goal. Um, you know, and you can see why you know why, how they score goals and why they're a, a talented team and why Nkunku's a, a, a talented, sought after forward because yeah. it's a great run and it's a really good just one touch finish from, from the kid. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. And they had a good chance just before that when McGregor makes a makes Great a brilliant change. save. Yeah. Um I think it's like the ball comes out and it's like phase two or phase three, they get the goal from. So it's no it's literally, you know, 30 seconds before it or whatever. So they were um you know we were inviting them on too much and too early for me, like you say, I think uh we, we had some joy in the first half. Just go out and play the same way. Keep it going the same would have been my message. But yeah. we try to yeah. shop shut up, shop shut up and as, all, as is always the case, um, why why do it the easy way? You know what I mean? Rangers' way certainly isn't an easy way and, and we made we, we made it a wee bit harder for ourselves, I felt, on, on Thursday.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely did. And then, obviously, you know, 70 minutes gone and the 2-1 and it's too to with that extra time here and stuff like that. That's what you were sort of looking to, weren't you? As the game was sort of going on a bit, you're like, here we go. And then um, Rangers started getting a wee bit of ascendancy on the attack and stuff like that. Kent skins his, skins skins the the left the, the right back and puts in a delicious ball over and then the goalie I, I think think the goalie didn't get that it was it could have put, it could have went in Kent's shot could have went the cross could have went in goalie gets it passes it out and who's who's there none no, then big bad John um he put it in the back of the net and he makes it three one and that was just right beside us and then when he runs across it was just beautiful just to see that you know what it meant to him and what it means to us, you know, there was limbs everywhere. And when you see the pictures of it and, and it was just a great feeling. And then from there I was like oh, we're, we're we're through here. There's no way we're gonna let them score again now. And, and you know, we 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 held on. But yeah, how important, obviously massive goal, you know, it's no not very many people have scored to take Rangers into a you know, a European a Europe a, a European final. You know we've got Nacho Novo who's sort of idolised for his penalty against um, Florentina as well, and John Lundström's going to be up there with them, isn't he?
1: I like you say. I mean, this is our fifth European final in one hundred and fifty years, so yep. you know that you can we can do that. You can do the maths for that. You know it doesn't he, doesn't he come around very often. So you know, brilliant achievement for the club, and you know, brilliant goal for for John Lundström. I think you're right about Kent's goal at Kent's Cross. Um, I don't know if it if it takes a wee nick or, or whatever, but or if he's just it's just a you know maybe he's overhead or under-hit it whatever you want to call it. But it looks like it, it could just be creeping in that top corner, and the goalie the goalie does whatever he does a wee bit of flapping it. I think there's defenders and all trying to clear it. You know there's a bit of a coming together. Don't know if it's goalie's hand or the defender's head or whatever, but you know they, they keep it. The cross comes short, and, and like you say, it just drops to lunch. Somebody basically just passes it and into the into the air as the defenders. Try to throw themselves in front of him. He just passes it in sort of the far post a wee bit. Cam as you like. I know he said after it, I wasn't that cam when he was. It was you know. I think Emma Dodd said to me, "Oh, you were the calmest man in the stadium when it felt you." So I didn't feel that cam, but you know he, he passed it in nicely. And then, like I say, crazy celebrations, man, for, for John, for for everybody uh, in the stadium, from the, the, the poor Leipzig fans in the corner. Obviously, there wasn't many of them. And then. From there, I felt the same as you. I think, I felt Leipzig felt the same as you. They, they looked deflated. They didn't look like they thought, we're going to go again here and we're going to, they looked as if, you know, we've, we've scored our goal, we've had our moment, they've settled, went out of the park and scored and, and that was it. There was no yeah. real threats at any, any feel There was no conviction. It, it kind of just, Peter do it then, you know, and I'm sure they had a bit of pressure and, and all that, you know, and they tried, but they, you, you were only getting a great feel of a lot of conviction and there wasn't a lot of quality after that, do you know what I mean? It yeah. was just, like, you know, try and throw the ball into the box and all that, we didn't really feel under a huge amount of pressure that, you know, they had a corner at the end and you're the always corner, nervous. The but, corner at the end, me. Yeah. Always nervous, but I don't know, you didn't, like you, you, you I didn't feel like I didn't feel a massive amount of pressure. I was just like, oh my God, we're actually doing this. You know, and maybe yeah. that was just the delirium of the goal. Uh, and it was it was in the eightieth minute or whatever it was only ten minutes left and I didn't have time to come down off that high. Maybe that's what it was, but I didn't I didn't feel that there was a huge amount of conviction for the Germans. I felt like we got a lot of belief from it and I, I couldn't see his I couldn't see his phone away for there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And a few of the players I want like to talk about, Keith, as well
0: during this, and one of the guys. <clears throat> one, one of the guys I want to talk about, first of all, is, is, is the goal scorer, John Lundstrom. What a sort of, not, not a to Ritchie story, because that, that's what I mean, but, you know, this guy was out the team, you know, and I think, I think we spoke to him when we'd done a, you know, a, sort of a transfer window pod that we always do as well. We we potentially discussed him leaving, and at the point at that time, and, and we're not the only ones people be like he's no playing, he's on a large wage. He's, he's, he's not done it yet, let's get a bit. but what a transformation in the, in the guy over the last few well, years. it just shows you that coming in, he does take a wee while to embed yourself regardless if you're, you know, an experienced Premier League player, English Premier League player coming into the team, but since he's came in, pretty much since Gio's came in and, you know, I think it was after the Celtic game, after the 3 nothing game at Parkhead, since then, he came in, him and Jack in the middle of the park and they've pretty much had it, the, you know, they just been there to pretty much ever since. Um, but what a what a fantastic story and you know, Rangers fans love him. You know, we've got the you know, the song, Oh baby, do you know what that verse what, John Lundstrom is the best on us. I think everybody knows it. Um but i uh, what a what 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 a story and you know it's just it must have been very special for him considering, you know, a couple of months ago people like get him out, he's, he's not doing anything, you know, sort of thing.
1: I I mean, it, it took him time, but I think to be fair he, t- to 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 Launch he um he came in off a season where he didn't play much, you know. Yeah, was it injuries? Was there a bit of a was a contract rebel, and they were deciding not to not to play him because he, he wasn't signing an extension or whatever was going on at Sheffield United. We don't know, but we do know that he didn't play as much football as he as he normally would. Um, so you know, he's coming in no, no having not played too much the season before. A new club, new country, new tactics, new teammates, new. And and, and there's also, we, we've mentioned this on previous pods, but it's just the mentality difference, right? When you're at Sheffield United, you could go and get 38 draws and be a hero. Like, they're happy with that. That's, that's you close to 40 points. You're probably going to survive and all of that. That's not good enough for Rangers. You know, three draws isn't good enough, never mind 38. You're going to win every single game. And especially for him as a defensive midfielder like he was at Sheffield United, his role was you're under the cosh, you know, it's, it's the same as we talk about goalies, you know, it's alright making 20 saves when you, you face all these shots, but can you, you know, can you switch on in the 89th minute and save one out of one, it's a different ask, it's the same with these players, you know, rather than uh, just win the ball back and, you know, and just try and, you know, fight, 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 dog, 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 dogged, because you're not going to get that much yet, you've got it all the time and you need to go and create, it's a, it's a different mentality, so, you know, we we need these guys are human, it takes time sometimes and okay, you get the odd one comes in and just bang the day and it's perfect and oh that that's amazing, but you're not gonna get that every time. So yeah. um I think the time he got used to tactics, maybe got up to speed, got up to speed with the league. Um, you know, it, it, it's taking his he's taking his time, but oof, baby, as he got there, you know, Bye. like you say, he's he's got the song, um and He's playing like that, you know. He's playing like a. He's a leader. He's got the right mentality for it, you know. You need leaders all over the park. He's playing like a leader. He's acting like a leader. Um, he's 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 doing the business at all levels. He's been asked to play different positions, and he's doing the business in every position. There's I, I, again, you mentioned a seasoned English Premier League player. He doesn't seem to have the ego. You know, he's not like, I'm not playing centre-half or uh, why am I not on the team? I want to leave. He could have, he could easily, I'm sure he could easily have engineered a, a, an exit in January because he wasn't playing. But he's obviously, or it seems like, he's wanted to stay and prove a point and be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good enough to be here. I'm going to stay and work hard and keep my heat down and force my way into the team and force my name into the team sheet and make the jersey mine. And he's done it, you know. So I think he deserves props for his attitude as, as well as his application.
0: Yeah, big time. Definitely, hundred percent agree with you. I um, with everything you said there, but it's uh it's said it's, it's it's just such a great story. now, you know, considering you know where he was, and like like you said, it does take time to come into a come into a big club like ours where the expectation is massive. Even though he is an experienced Premier League player, but like you said, the expectation is different from Sheffield Wednesday. No disrespect to him, but it is different from a Sheffield sorry a Sheffield United. I know, um, God, man! You'd be God, offending all the yeah, Sheffield United yeah, fans last night. He's so high. Those horns at him. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but aye, going from going, going from going from a Sheffield United to a uh, to, to Rangers must, uh, must have must be a massive thing to do. But wow, he took it on leaps and bounds, and like you said, really humble guy. You know, even even when he was doing the pressers when he wasn't in the team. All he was saying was, you know, I'm working hard and getting my head down. Aye, just, try to, just try to get my way into the team again, and he's done it. And wow, what has he done? You know, you know when you think about all his performances, the Celtic semi final as well, was sensational that day, playing the middle of park centre half equally as good. <coughs> and then you know, we've got that bit as well. You know, the substitutions that you made, you know, bringing Balogun on for Jack and then moving Linsman into the middle of the park was just, you know, to shore it showed up a wee bit as well. Um, which obviously Jack took a bit of a knock. Um, but yeah it was, it was sensational he's, he's been brilliant
1: something you mentioned there that's just worth calling out and all is that he's taken to the he hates them he hates
0: them yes. which to we all him. love look at look at um, the semi-final when Bassey crippled cro- 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 one of them and they were they were doing and Bassey's out to say are you alright and he's like I can get back get back I love up. that and, you, know, you know basically fuck him like, get fuck up. him I who cares back like, into like, position like, yeah. fuck that guy brilliant exactly. but that, was, that,
1: that was great
0: as well other that's will good one. And then probably the other two people I want to talk about, Keith, is first one is um Connor who I thought was an absolute colossus in the back. And I think he's you know, coming up to the end of the season, he's on his best form. Um he's been for a for a wee while, you know, he's I mean he's played pretty much he played every game again this season, and um, nearly every game. He's been sensational, I think, in the last few games as well. And obviously he's out of contract at the end of the season, and I think, you know, maybe Obviously, there was talking looked like he was going and stuff like that, but now there's obviously is there some discussions that he might want to you know, stay and stuff like that. Would you, first of all, would you make a performance season? Secondly, how big a contract would you give him? <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you think he will stay? Right? How much a contract would you give
1: him? How, how much money are we going to give him? No, I think uh, um, so. For Connor, I, I would say that I mean, his form has peaks and troughs, right? He's human, class is temporary, form is. No, no, form is temporary temporary, class is permanent, that whole thing. Yep. Um and, and his form has has had dips, right? He's no he's no flawless. But I would say apart from there was a wee wobble earlier on in the season and you know, we we don't know what that was, but by and large, you he not really fault the guy's attitude, you know, and, and lately his attitude has been phenomenal and his performances have he's maybe last season was brilliant, right? And everybody was brilliant and the defence was amazing and set the record for clean sheets and Goals conceded and all of these different things, so it's it's maybe hard to top, but that this might be his best run of form. You know, the, the last few games might be um, maybe since the Braga Celtic, blah blah blah. You know, that sort of run that we've been on since the the, the yeah. Braga home game, we're all turned. Since that that might be genuinely might be in his best form for for Rangers, and his attitude has been phenomenal. I don't know if you've seen the clip that was going about ahead of the Leipzig game in the tunnel when it's big goals and he's like, I don't give a fuck who they are or how much they're worth or whatever. No fear, no respect. Let's go. You know, like it's that, that says exactly. kind of like, let's go. You know, kind of, you know, the, the players will do the wee, the wee chat, the wee rant in the tunnel to get each other fired up. That's yeah. what we was saying. And you're like, spot on. Yes, big man, well, that's that, that that it. it. Aye. And I think he's, when, when we were questioning was the Hibs game when he hit it with it? Oh, you know, we knew the game was done at 3-1. Like that yeah, yeah. was disgusting, and you know we made a we, we mentioned that in a pod, and my opinion on that has not changed. But that's not the you know his attitude new isn't the same, and maybe Gio deserves a lot of credit for that. Maybe Gio's coming in, and he's the, this is the guy who, for me, said probably the best thing I've ever heard a Rangers player saying it. Well, I've ever heard Rangers player saying a long time when asked about. I think it was the the, the cup semi final, and they said, oh, you know we were the fitter team going into the. Um, you know, getting extra time and all that against Celtic when they had like nine days off and we had we had played, um, you know, just four I days before extra time and going said fatigues mental, um, the body will do whatever you want it to do, whatever you need it to do, and that's phenomenal. That's that's the right attitude. That's exact. I'm basically I'm running through a brick wall because I believe I can. That's what it should. That's what it should always be. Um, and, and that if he can you know maybe Joe deserves all the credit for that the, the, the coaching staff that have come in and, and changed his changed his mentality I don't know but if he keeps doing that he, he, he can stay as long as he wants um, yeah. within the wage structure to answer your second question um, yeah. you know but would you would you would you give him a new contract? I'd give him a new contract if he wants to stay absolutely and see if he wants to go and I think I've said this before fine no, no problems whatsoever for me we signed him for four years he's come in for four years he's done the damage for the four years What a best big man. You leave a legend. You know, 155 if we win the Europa League. I have no problems with the guy if he he stays or if he goes. Um, (coughs) What's right for him and what's right for the club. But, I mean, if he wants to stay and he's going to keep doing what he's been doing, performance-wise and mentality-wise, I'd have absolutely no qualms about giving him a new contract for a couple of years and probably just going to enter his... You know, he's kind of in that centre-half prime, isn't he? You know, like kind of late 20s, early 30s. This is
0: pretty much his last probably big contract, isn't it? Now you'll get a couple aye. of years of this and then after that you'll be one or two you'll be getting a one year contract or a two year contract somewhere before he before he chops it because he's what is it, 28, 29 or something like, something it, like it? that? Something like that, aye. And so he's,
1: And it's an interesting dilemma for for, for somebody like Connor. You know, do, does he go to does he go to Middlesbrough, or West Brom and, you know, you know, kick about the top half of the championship and maybe get promotion to premiership, but probably not in most given years and be mediocre and, and that's cool. Um but get paid, you know, he's fifty grand a week that he's after. Or does he does the state rangers and stay within the wage structure and accept the 30 grand a week he's already on or whatever, you know, or a 25, 230, run double his wages, he gets a wee pay rise. But he's playing in the Champions League and he's fighting for trophies Maybe he feels like, well, I've already won the league, and if we win the Europa League, well, it's not going to get any better, so I'll go and take the money. Or maybe he's got the hunger and he wants more of that rather than the money. Who knows? That's up to Conor as a, as an individual, as you know, he only he knows what's going to motivate him. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he does because if he goes, if he goes to England, he's going to a smaller club and he's going to be competing for less. That is undisputable. I think yeah. it's unlikely he's, <laughs> Liverpool are going to sign him. Right? It's he's, yeah. he's definitely not going to a bigger club. Um, and he's definitely going you not know, going to be going and competing for better things but he can go for more money so I guess we'll get an answer in the summer as to as to yeah,
0: what's we'll right an for him we'll get an answer soon enough with that one won't we um, and then the last one I want to talk about is our, is our captain James Tavernier, who I think has just been fantastic the last, um, last few while um, as well some of the performances he's putting in the goals that he's scoring as well you know for a right back it's frightening um, how how many times he, gets pop, he pops up with the goals and stuff like that. And considering this season as well, he's had to play a more defensive role when Geo first came in. But then I think that Geo, Geo realised how much he was, you know, holding... So them, we were only holding. scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. We were only holding... We were sort of holding back. the we were both full-backs, you know, Barisic and back on the other side as well, sort of being a bit more defensive. Whereas you can see the crosses that bombers putting in now, getting there and I think that's been burners, but also best. but we're, 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 not, we're not talking about Bonner now we're talking about Pav. Um, but just some of the performances he's done and the way he talks as well I think he's sort of matured a hell of a lot this season and developed into that captaincy role even more um, than he did last season you know they've had to deal with a lot of things this season a lot of difficult things you know the loss of two, two, two instrumental figures of the, of the club and Waltersmith and also and also Jimmy Bell recently as well you know and he sort of took it on with the sort of Rangers, you know, sort of character that you need um in there. And I think he's I think he's been sensational both on and off the park this season um as well. But I you know again he, he pops up with the goals, very important goals as well. And just hanging about that back post for that for that goal is just so sweet um as well. But what have you made a made a TAV recently and You're also, you know, on Thursday night as well. And you've got, got to remember as well, Keith as well, Tav. Tav and Morelos are pretty much the two longest-serving players at the club, and they've been—they've seen a lot of shit. You know, we—they were there during the the Pedro era. You know, when we were getting scalped, and even before the Murray era, when we were getting scalped, fucking four and five nothing off them. You know, every time we played them, you know, and to come back and see where they are, the development in them as well since those days as well. It's just, it's, it's amazing.
1: I mean, Tav, we signed him when we were in the championship. Yeah. Which you know to to think that he was in the the low division was is, is is crazy. And now he's captain and is in the Europa League final. Where I mean, he's probably, I, I, well, probably. Let's take probably. Yeah, if he doesn't make team of the tournament, you're going to be like, what? Who, who picked I think the he's team? Going be, he's going to play to the tournament if you <laughs> think about the goals he scored. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if he can. If, if he scores in the final, you know, I think the, the nearest Frankfurt players on like four goals or something, you know. So we're going to have a really shite night for him to lose the top goal scorer, um, and maybe he goes and adds to it, and ho- hopefully goes and adds to it. Hopefully it's a hat trick. Hopefully everybody does. Um, uh, so you know, like I, I mean, brilliant, phenomenal, phenomenal player. I think we've said for years Tav's our most important player. You know, we've said that for the last five seasons or something like that. Um, and again, he's hit. He's hit good form at the right time. From a league point of view, we're, we're probably hitting this form a couple of games too late. Um, but such is life, you know. But um, if, it, if if we're hitting at the right time and it gets us to Europe League, then you know, I'm just going to give a shit. Let's be honest. Yeah. This will be a massive achievement, and we'll come on to talk. We'll preview that, and we'll we'll, we'll do that do that to death. But um, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal place. That. the the club's in and a phenomenal opportunity we've got Um, and and Tav's been a massive part of that his goals his recent form have been a massive part of that and you know like you say top goal scorer and all of the other um, you know assists and crosses and and attacks and all that that he's been part of and that's led us to where we are Um, Tav's been phenomenal and something else you touch on is the off the pitch sort of stuff that you mentioned you know about his interviews and his mentality and that and I think slowly but surely um, I I don't know man you just you sense a a psychological shift in the squad and I don't know if that's just a run of form and it it breeds it but from some of the stuff that Gio says and I mentioned earlier about about what Conor was saying I I feel like maybe maybe this management team are getting you know getting the team there psychologically Um, you know that that Gio said in one of his interviews recently everything starts with belief and I feel like they genuinely believe you know they've got it's not, they're not they're no cocky. It's just that belief in themselves and that they, they can go and win this tournament. They can go and, you know, stand toe-to-toe with anybody or, or whatever and they're going and doing it, you know. So I feel like yeah. we're, we're maybe getting there and, and maybe that's been the difference, Um, you know, in, in, in the recent the recent weeks is that some of that stuff, starting, they're starting to buy into it. It's starting to embed because football-wise, we know they're all good. You know, we've seen it last season. It, it's a it's a great bunch of, it's a great squad. We've said it all the time. No matter who we're playing, especially in Scotland, if we show up, we'll beat everybody. We'll beat anybody. Yeah. It's all about we, what we do because we've got the ability. Unlocking that is, is, is 90% psychology and 90% getting the mentality and the mind right. So, that's where the management team can really earn their money and, and we're we'll starting to see that, I think.
0: Yeah. At least, at least such a massive part. You know, you, you listen to the the, the, the press conferences um, before the Braga game, and sorry, after the Braga first leg and after the Leipzig first leg, they were they were the, the, the team, the manager, and I think one of them was jacked on the press conference against Leipzig and someone else went against Braga. And they were saying, you know, we have every confidence of taking them back to Highbrook and beating them, and we've done yeah. it. You know, it tells you that, and they were all together. You know, wasn't it wasn't like, oh, it's going to be a difficult job and stuff like that. You know, no, they were like, we we'll take them back to Ibrox and we, we'll, you know, we we'll beat them. it was in there as well, which was great. And you know, just to, I, I was, like, sort of, just, just sort of rounding up on the Leipzig stuff, um, as well. You know, just how, how special was it when that final whistle went, like Keith? Man, it was just. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was quite emotional when it finished. I, you know, I'm usually young when we, when we get somewhere, I cried when we won the league last season, and I was, I, I got a bit teary when we um when we got to the when, when the final whistle went on Thursday night as well. It was just so special and the place was bouncing and just to realise that we're in a final um again, which I didn't think we would see after Manchester. I didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime. Um but the season two European finals is just incredible. And this one's very different from from Manchester, isn't it? As well. We'll maybe discuss that um maybe discuss that next time. Um but um but I Keith, what was what was your react? you know, full time when it went to full time, when you seen the referee blowing the whistle, it was just party time, wasn't it? Aye, aye, just just
1: unbelievable, man. Um <clears throat> like you say, lots of people were getting emotional. I was definitely feeling the emotions. I, I didn't cry but I felt emotional. Um I, I I was totally feeling it, man. There was the everybody you know, look around and there's there's a mixture of like Disbelief, but also of joy and all that. You know, it was uh, probably joy doesn't do it justice. Euphoria, maybe. Um place just went crazy. I felt when you watch the, the highlights back, it's Kent at the end. He's just like, you know, you look at Kent and he's just got that holy fuck look on his face. That mm-hmm. kind of summed up how I felt as well. When he just like, I think, does he put his hands in his head and he's just like, oh my God, what just happened? You've actually done it. And that kind of was how I immediately felt. And then it was just sheer like say euphoria man and when it, the tunes came on you know like um and singing the songs or and dancing along I up my chair, you know But I, the guy i want to see what's going on in us See hugging people, people and all and that, 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 talking about everybody, 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 everybody was just, oh, man, it was, it was amazing, it was just, it was just an amazing feeling, uh, everybody, everybody was just so on sync, everybody, everybody, everybody was doing exactly the exact same thing, singing yeah. and dancing and hugging and chatting and, oh, it was brilliant, man, yeah. such, such a good, such a good feeling and everybody, I mean, it was, the stadium was packed until like 20, 20 minutes after the game or whatever because everybody was just waiting for the players doing their wheel up and singing and dancing with each other and, Oh that man! I was—I can of tell you when we left, but we're in there for ages after it, just buzzing, and it was amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely incredible, and just so special to be there. And I felt so proud to be there as well. Aye. Um, just to be part of, you know, we 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 know what it's like being a Rangers fan, and everybody listening knows what it's like to be a Rangers fan as well. You know, it's a it's a special club, and you know, to be there to see it. You know, we've been through the last ten years. We have been through a lot of shit. And to be there where we are now is just even special because I was, it was my um, nine years ago on last Wednesday, um, we were lifting the third division title, Keith, and I know that because that was my wedding day. That day mm. that we were lifting and we, me, and my wife, me, and my wife saying I get married that day when we lifted. Not anniversary, mate. Toe. I didn't realise that. Uh, <laughs> it was Star Wars that late. Day as well. Star Wars Day as well. So, we um, <sighs> lifted. We uh, lifted the. Uh, Third division title that day, and you think it nine years later, you know we're in a European final. is just incredible. And you think and you huh? think about all the shite in that time, and just how when you look back as well, and obviously the you know the escapades and the third division and stuff like that. The amount of fans that were at the games every week, you know, we were getting fucking forty forty five thousand fans seeing us playing East Stirling and taking you know thirty thousand fans to Hamden to see us playing Queens Park and. You know, Me. everything like that. It's just we're just such a. It's just such a special club, um, as well. And just to see, you know, we've been down, and it was it was that famous interview from McCoy that he done when he was Rangers manager. You know, have your laughs now, and have have kickers, but we'll be back, and we're fucking back. You know, last season we were back, and this season now we're making a big a big step in Europe as well, and we've got the opportunity now to, you know, to do it both in Europe and also to win the win the Scottish Cup as well but yes it's been a it's been a long way ahead and it just shows you how special this club is and you know the fans as well you know deserve massive amount of credit you know for you know obviously sticking by as you would. It's I know it's a football club and stuff like that but you know we were fucking kicked every single week when we were down there you know mm. when we come back up where we were it's just very very special
1: No, nah, um, definitely man it's a, it's a special it's a special football club for sure it's
0: like I said, earlier it's it's a
1: family, right? You know, and I, I watched, um, I watched Jose Mourinho's interview after Roma beat Leicester, and he said, um, he said, look, we've not got world class talent. We're not the we're not got the best players in the world at Roma, but Roma's a family club, and everybody feels part of the family. And if when you get that in football, you can do special things. And I thought. That's like us, man. This is, it feels like a family. It has since 2012. Maybe before that, no so much. You know, the, 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 there was always infighting with supporters, clubs and different bits and bobs and, you know, what's right for the club and what's no and whatever you might want to take that. But since then, it's really galvanised us and it, it's felt like a family. I think under Gerard, it, it's been, you know, the fans, the board, the, the team, everybody's been pulling in the same direction. There's been a wee wobble this year with the bloody Sydney thing but that aside again on Thursday that's exactly how it felt everybody was in the same direction Everybody's looking for the same goal it was all one big it felt like a like I said felt like a party it felt like a family party you know just singing and dancing with everybody um, yeah. and like you said everything that we, we've been through I, th- I think that if you were a like if you're in that stadium on Thursday night at the end of the game and in all it was brilliant but when that Belinda Carlyle song comes on and everybody's singing that John Lundstrom thing and all the players are dancing you know none of that was in your mind it was all just the past is in the past right fuck it who cares everybody was just on cloud 11 partying and we're on our way to Seville and it's just mind-boggling mate it's amazing it's amazing so so
0: special so special it is, mate. It? It it's very special. And even like going to the game today, you know, everybody was walking about smiling, happy, you know, even when we, we went we went for a pint before it, me, you and my brother, um, and before it, we, you know, it was just a good occasion to be in the pub to talk to bells and everybody's telling about their the escapades trying to get to Seville <laughs> um, and things like that as well. It was just a really good atmosphere. And then obviously the game today, first half, no great. Second half, we put on a performance and, you know, we 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 done well. It was pretty much a very much an end of field end of season game. But we've just got this you know we're so excited about what the next you know, probably next week, you know, obviously we've got we've got Ross County and Wednesday and then Hearts and Saturday, but then the week after that it's just going to be incredible. And we're gonna we are, we are going to do a pod discussing the the two finals on it Pretty just purely discussing the two finals next week. Aye. Um, as well. So but yeah it was just a it was such a nice atmosphere to be back today and, you know, you look around you and you've seen the guys who were hugging and kissing last week, well, on Thursday and you're like, how's it going? And, you know, talking about, like I said, all your stories about how you're getting to Seville and, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's uh, it's incredible to see. And as a family, you know, I think the guys around you as well, obviously you've sat with them for a number of years um, as well. It's just a very special, I, I thought today was really nice as well. <coughs> aye, it was, I, thought, I thought today was quite nice as well, even though the first half of it was pretty much uh, it was a dead rubber and then the second half we got the goals.
1: Ah, it was it was a laid back atmosphere, like you say. It had that it had that kinda end of season, start of season, pre <coughs> pre season friendly, whatever. It was quite a it was quite a jovial atmosphere. There wasn't no too much frustration. Um in a half, like you say, where I thought we were all right. I mean, we, could, we should yeah. have been a few up, you know. Sakala's had a couple of decent chances. Arfield's had a chance we made doing. a few saves. Goals made, made a few couple of saves. Days. But there was not like, you know, Sakala's through on goal and it's it for a shy. You know, normally you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, that guy, come on, he's he's like that. He's tortured and you tear moans. But you wanted to year hearing that. It was like, oh, well, good play, unlucky big man. Try again. You know, the atmosphere yeah. was different. Kind of like when you get in, in a pre-season friendly, everybody's a bit more understanding. And, and I yeah. felt that was how it was today. Um but it was good. I mean, the day was good and, you know, very quickly the next two games. It's it's a bit Geo getting the right balance, you know, getting youngsters game time, getting minutes and legs like we did for Aaron Ramsey, protecting people, resting people, you know, that sort of thing. So, it, 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 you know, expect to see the squads kind of chop and change, I suppose, to, to get that yeah. balance to hopefully get a, as many people as possible to Seville in prime condition, you know, like Joe Ebo needed the rest after the concussion. Ramsey needed minutes in the legs. Okay, cool. Let's let's. Uh, you know, we've got that luxury. So the yeah. day you, you still wanted to win, not hand him the league. Um, you know, because first in the lap of honor after the game, and the last the last thing you wanted to do is hand handing the league title, and then have to do that lap of honor. So we yeah, won. Exactly. That's great. Uh, the next two games are, you know, dead rubbers, man. It's 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 about that. That getting that balance for the individuals and only the management team know what each individual needs.
0: Yeah, and it was also good to see a lot of four, four, of, the, four of the B team getting a run out today as well. That was good, and a few of them
1: looked I thought
0: all of them looked good, yeah. Aye. It's, Aye. It's, uh, I agree. Yep. Had, a, had a really good game, his first start. I thought he was really composed at the back and switched to a few different He's seen him doing that before. He's played centre played half, He played right back, he came on to. Switched to left back today, and he came on against Mon. and played a sort of defensive midfielder role as well. During that, Aye. So the versatility there from McCann just looks very composed in the middle of the park. He looks, he looks a great find. Lowry yeah. looks, Lowry. You know, I'm so happy to see him signing his new deal. Ah, brilliant! He looks really good, and then young Dev- Adam Devine on the right back as well was bombing up and down the park. So it's all really, really good to see. And obviously, the boys have got a cup final tomorrow as well. But I hope to see some of them taking part in, you know, the next two games as well. Aye, I would expect
1: to see maybe more Hearts, like you say. Some of them played; the they play the Then Then playing in Wednesdays maybe a bit of an ask, um, but Hearts is specifically, you know, you'd expect to see quite a few of them. I think Balligan might come back in on Wednesday. He was suspended the day, so yeah. get some minutes back in his legs, you know, and just make sure he's fresh. And then you might see King and somebody, you know, they might might see uh, some resting of Balligan against Hearts, for example, at the weekend. So Balogun's in sharp for next midweek and, and stuff like that it's probably what I'd expect to see but uh, let's get the boys game time I mean Lowry looks looks apart we've said that before and I'm sure we'll say that again and I McCann Neat and Tiny and, and the young right back I'm surprised at how much he was you know like he, he wasn't on showing nerves and just don't get in the way he was popping up in the box kind of in Tav position so he's obviously been watching Tav so good luck to the guy yeah, good to see. You. Yeah,
0: definitely. Future's looking bright. Anyway, with those guys in there as well, in the beacon have done well this season as well. So,
1: yeah, and good, good luck tomorrow.
0: Yeah, definitely. Good luck to the boys. The boys tomorrow in the cup final as well. So, I, Keith, I think that's a good place to end it, mate. We've nearly done the, the hour in there. So, yeah, um, really good to chat about. Obviously, what's been a a difficult week in terms of the, the 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 passing of Jimmy Bell, but also what a fantastic week it's been getting to a getting to a major European final as well. And like I said, me and Keith will be back next week to discuss the two finals, you know, looking ahead to um Frankfurt and Seville and then also Hearts at Hamden as well, so which is going to be a bumper pack week as well. So yeah, um enjoy your week bears. Um look forward to these games you know, and then just focus on the final and good luck getting to Seville. Um all your travel arrangements. But aye Keith, thanks very much as always mate. Pleasure to talk and thanks very much everybody for listening.
1: That, cheers mate, always good and I like you say thanks to anybody listening and Good luck your civil travels and getting tickets and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And hi, let's 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 get ready, man. Can't wait. Right. We're on our way. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.